You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is Essence. And I'm Janice. And you are listening to the Cynic Autonomy Podcast. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Cynic Autonomy page. I am Kim Kardashian's new magazine cover. I'm ASAP Rocky Sex Tape. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here. Um, yeah, we so happy to be back. Like, this is last time we recorded was like in August. It was September. Oh, okay. September. It was so long ago. Yeah. A lot has changed, but we're back and yeah, we're ready to get into the things with the new year. Nice, how are you today? Tired? I had a long week, like a long week where I had to like work, like both jobs. So this is my first off day. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to be off. How are you? Um, I had a mental breakdown this morning because I lost my edge control. <laughs> um, that was that was it right there. Um, but I'm here. I'm really I'm tired, but I'm getting through it because of the fact that I've been waking up at five in the morning on some weird stuff. Can't tell you why. But other than that, I'm good. I've been, I just graduated. Congratulations. Thank you. I think I've been, I low key count the days that I had an interview every day this week. So, like, from Monday through Thursday, I just changed the day. I'd be like, yeah. So, I graduated two days ago, three days ago, four <laughs> days ago. So now it's like, I don't know what day I'm on. I think I'm on like six. It's almost a week. It's six. So okay. Six. So, yeah, six days and it is adulthood stuff. And, we're here with the cynic autonomy. Do you like it? Do you like adulthood? Uh, I I guess I feel like that little oozy me. Like I only been out here for three days. It's my third day out here for real. Cause I like I literally haven't I haven't experienced an off day of not doing nothing. Like I'm still busy. I'm still like on my toes. I'm still doing things related to like life. Like even though I'm not going to work or school no more, I'm going to interviews. I'm here doing this podcast. Like I have stuff to do. Like have an off day. Do you think that you're ever going to settle into like a postgraduate depression or I don't want to speak it into existence for you, but like, do you think you're going to experience it? Uh, I don't think so because of the fact that, like, honestly, my support system has just been so anytime I try to be like, I'm poor or like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just see somebody just instantly like just supporting me or just encouraging me and giving me like this amount of encouragement that just won't allow me to have that space to just like fall down or get depressed. So if I do get depressed, it's not going to hit me for a good little bit. Yeah. I mean, I had postgraduate depression, but, like, I had, like, a supportive family. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think mine came from the fact that, like, I didn't know I didn't know what I wanted to do, you know? So, I also right. graduated not wanting to be a journalist anymore, and I went to school for journalism. Like, what? Mm-hmm. So, I think mine came from, like, not knowing what to do and then having so much free time after not having that much free time. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> but, Yeah. Yeah, I I get that because like for me, um, like it's it's only been a few days, so I can't even speak on how I feel because I haven't been able to catch my breath. And like I don't know, I honestly don't know what that feel like to want to change your career or like want to like have a new path. So like I probably would have went through something similar if I just all of a sudden all my four years I'm like you know what this ain't even it for me because I'm gonna have to head out. <laughs> But all right, I'm out. <laughs> all, right. Me. Yeah. all right, I'm out there now. But um, yeah, so just to like reintroduce ourselves, I'm Essence, but I go by S C E Dollar from the D S and so many other names. 
just, I, pretty much people just call me whatever they feel like calling me. So that's, that's whatever. And my Instagram name is E double S dot I double E. So S E. And yeah, I'm, I don't really know. I like Star Wars. I like listening to Detroit hood music. I'm educated and like, stuff. What they call you, like the Detroit, the Detroit princess or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I'm all that. Um, and yeah, I like to do creative stuff and get out of my shield. But that's that's me. Who are you, Nice? Oh, yeah. So my name is Janice. Um, I only have one nickname. Like, maybe, like, it's Nice. Um, Nisi. Nisi. You mm-hmm. can find me on Instagram at Janice Packnet. My whole government name is out there. You did a journalist? Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell people about myself as a description. Like, don't you ever feel like people ask you? Um, they'd be like, "Yeah, who are you?" And you like, all of a sudden, you don't know who you are. Or like when you're in class, and it's like, "Can you give us an interesting, an interesting fact about you?" And you're just and, like, "Yeah." And people be like saying stuff like, "Oh, I'm bow legged." <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> I got two little brothers or something. I'm like, it's always that brother thing. Um, or it'd be something like. They come from a different country that yeah. you didn't know, and yeah. or I'm bilingual. I don't, I don't have any interesting fact about me. So, dang, have a little love for yourself. <laughs> I do love myself. I you do. do have an interesting fact. Janice worked for the Pistons, y'all. We didn't have to put that out there. Next thing you know, I say something they don't like. They like Pistons fire <laughs> her. <laughs> Look, when I give to to make it even, when I like get my full time, I say where I work at because I don't know y'all. Y'all can do whatever with that. But, um, yeah. Oh, that just made me think about something, bro. Remember last episode, you were so mad because I didn't say my relationship status? Yeah. Oh, no. I was mad because she made me, like, she asked me twice. Like, it was, like, an emphasis on my relationship status. Like, she wanted all you guys to know I was Did you realize single. that you asked me what was the autonomy definition twice? I did. Yeah. Okay. Do you, ever just, do you ever just listen to that first episode and cringe? Yes. I don't like, I, I didn't like hearing my voice for the first time. It was too many awkward silences, which I don't like. And I just yeah. felt like, I don't know, I would ask you something, you'd be like, I don't know, that's how I feel. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, but. No, so. I don't know. Like, I have my little sexy voice going, like, hey, this is Janice. This is like a keep sweat. <laughs> like, this is keep sweat in a sweat room. So, no, I just have like a normal voice. Um, I tuned out mid, mid conversation i think because you was we was recording y'all i don't even know that the first episode janice was like um she had her phone propped up and she was recording us so not just like do you remember that yeah well i promise you guys the next few episodes it might be a little shaky but you know bear with us it's only our second time recording we here but yeah um I just want to give a special thanks while, like, y'all listening to, like, the new people or just returning people that's been supporting us. Because I know how that could be, like, some, a podcast not being as consistent. Like, being inconsistent can make you not want to listen to us. And you'll be like, look, I'm going on to other things. And mm-hmm. I will keep people out some of y'all unfollowed us because I track that and have a good memory. Oh, y'all unfollowed us? But they back. They back. That's <laughs> But... You know, I hate inconsistency, too. Like, how you going to release one podcast and then two months later you're going to release a second one? Like, I hate that that's us. Mm-hmm. But we about to be more consistent, y'all. S is graduated, so she's back in the city. Right. I have my friend back. Back on the D, girl. So. <laughs> so. We out here. Yeah. Like, we're, we're definitely going to be more consistent. And 
um yeah i just appreciate everybody who like supported us before we even had our first episode out people who just like like stuff on instagram or just even follow us on instagram like really stay updated on that because i be going hard honestly with the content that i try to make for us as this is like the social media queen <laughs> like i'm like i'm just gonna leave this to her because <laughs> like she I, I wake up in the morning and she's like I already text on Instagram had made a post. I'm like, oh really? I will already text her like the stuff that like I want to post and be like, okay, this is it. She's like, what's your opinion? I'd be like, just do it. <laughs> yeah, send us p- pretty much if you want advice and it's relationship advice, make sure you send us the information to like well the picture of you and the person that's involved. And if you do want your name, then you know put your name. But if not, just put like an A for anonymous and the like converse the topic of the subject. So like put relationships or my shoe size or I want to get a tummy tuck, whatever it is. A tummy tuck. Do you think I should get a tummy tuck? That's hard. That's really hard. But you know whatever it is, we'll be open to give you our perspective on it. We will. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. And um, my advice might not be the best advice, but I'm gonna give it. So. I really want to say it's advice. You just go get. I I like using the word perspective because when you say perspective, it kind of takes the heat off of advice. Like advice is yeah. like you trying to tell someone what to do. Perspective and then is, we talked about like last episode, and we were like, we're not an advice podcast. Yeah, we so. a self help podcast. Meaning whatever we like say, you can use it to the best of your ability, but you don't have to. Like I'm not about to expect you. I don't. Well, to be honest, I don't care if you use this or not. Do what you want to do. <laughs> But, um, so yeah, so on today's episode, we are going to touch on a lot of stuff, such as... We're going to recap 2019, because this was a hard year. Mm. A hard, hard mm-hmm. year. So we're going to recap on 2019, uh, what we learned, where we are now, and our New Year's resolution, because we're going into the new decade with a bang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we, um, for me, I feel like... It's important for us to recap on the year at the end, just because, like, every year is going to expect a different version of you. And half of the time, like, we don't really spend too much time reflecting on what happened to us. We just too busy going on with our lives and just later on down the lines catching up to us. And then we spend a week in our bed crying <laughs> and listening to Drake. And do you want to understand why? So, yeah. A week. I wish it was a week I spent. 10 months Ooh, we in got, my bed crying. That's a dog-ass number. <laughs> this year sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Like, I it was. Honestly, I see so many people. You know how they've been putting in like, their top four 2019. Bro, I don't have it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that either. So no, I remember it was um, one day I was in bed. And this might, I don't know, might sound weird. But one day I was in bed and I just started crying. And uh-huh. I was just like, I hate it here. <laughs> God, why are you doing this to you me? You talk about hating here. Like, where would you about to go? Where would you go with these? Where would you go go? I don't know, but I was like, I hate it here. <laughs> I, was, I was upset. I was like, take me out. So is that, like, with that, you mentioned the 10-month thing. You mentioned how you had, like, that period of just crying. Like, can you get into that? Or is that something you want to get into? Um. Okay, so, yeah. I guess we'll talk about the recap of 2019. We're going to start with the negative since we over here talking about crying and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, 2019 was hard because I did have post-grad depression. Well, which I kind of turned to post-grad, post-grad frustration. 
because I'm not, de- I don't want to depress. I don't want to speak that over myself. Right. So I'm more so frustrated because I'm not where I thought I would be after I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was mad about that. I dealt with um, some issues in my life um, as well, like maybe a little bit of, you know, relationship issues that kind of had me down as well. And like with those situations, um, can you like, I guess like how, can you just talk about how you felt then in comparison to like now? Like what was, where did that shift take place? Where did you know, like I'm going through something? Cause you know, sometimes we go through stuff and we normalize it, especially like being black, we desensitize a lot of stuff and it's just innate to us. Especially like, I guess being a black woman too, cause we always want to come off as so strong. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're okay when really we're not. And I realized I wasn't okay. Maybe in June. That's when everything started to settle down on me. So I graduated May 3rd. My birthday mm-hmm. was May 5th. So I called it like niece week. That was, was a time. Week. No. She kept saying this one Chris Brown. Uh, what was it? It was like she straight out of the college. <laughs> just turned 22. I was so sick of hearing that. Did you even use that as your caption? No, I used it in the video on my birthday. Oh, yeah. It was I like would. a video I made on Instagram. You finished anyway, it. So in June, um, that's when I settled into my post-grad frustration. That's because all of my friends were... Going back to like doing their summer classes or starting their big girl jobs or doing mm-hmm. like internships at like Fortune 500 companies. And I'm like, I'm just at home chilling. Like, <laughs> yeah. Damn. I'm like, I used to be up there with all my friends doing good stuff and now I'm just like not doing good stuff. But what, I, made, you, what made you feel like it wasn't good though? Because I, I feel like I wasn't active and I need to be active to be good. Yeah. Okay. But it's like I asked for a gap year and I took the gap year and then got mad that I was in the gap year. Maybe because you did, did you expect it to like? What was your expectations of a gap year? What did a, what does a gap year look like to you? To travel, and I did travel a mm-hmm. lot, but uh, to travel to find yourself and um, to just try new things. And I think that my mental state at the moment mm-hmm. kept me from trying new things or trying to get out the house. Like right. so, I had the time. I just used my time in the wrong way, which is why I was, was upset. Like yeah. I could have started a blog or something. I could have tried or some outlet yoga spin class or something like that but instead i was cooped up in the house like depressed over my life like depressed and sad about my life and this was your first time encountering that like that that like depth of depression or did you like touch on something like that before but this was just the longest it was my first time oh it's like it's like my first time ever like going through something for real and i was like i didn't know how to handle it Mm -hmm. so um yeah so that was it i was like depressed and then I lost my train of thought. Is these your negatives? Is these these your... are my negatives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so well, you, I... asked, you asked how I felt then yes, compared to now. So, so um, yeah, I was just really like, I had too much free time. And mm-hmm. I'm always in my head. And so I got to stop believing everything I think. And I would think myself into a depression. And since mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to do, and then I'm also in my head, it just came into like. Yeah, it was like it, co- it combined and it exploded. Yeah. Um. So I was just like, always sad. Always, always sad. So, and, like, in that in that space of being sad, what was, like, your way of getting out of it? Because, like, I know everybody deals with, like, sadness differently. So did you resort to just confiding in people? Did you seek help out, like, side of just asking people? Like, yeah. you went through, even though you had something, like, that's something negative, you went through a very spiritual journey. So. Yeah, yeah. No, um, so I wanted to go to therapy. I haven't been to therapy yet. I feel like I know what my therapist is going to tell me to do. And I don't want to listen to her yet. That's everybody. So I'm like, I don't want to go to therapy because I know what I need to do, but I don't wanna do, I'm not going to want to do it. And then right. she's going to get to the session like, did you do it? And I'll be like, no. <laughs> but um, so I turned to 
more so like religion and spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like every day, y'all, every day, I didn't have nothing to do. So every day at like 1 p.m., I would. It's not funny, but it's just. <laughs> an old lady bro watching your Oprah at the same time every day I would sit at the dining room table in my same seat and I have my bible on one side my highlighter mm-hmm. on the other side yes. and I would just watch Transformation Church and so Transformation Nation bro if you're not into that if you are a Christian if you are just into um, just spiritual stuff I think you should look into it yeah Michael Todd is the best I, like he's I love him but every day I just um, I just watch church mm-hmm. literally and uh, I started reading the Bible more, and uh, and what did that do to you? Like, what did what did that did it open up? Like, did it tap into something that was already there, or did it just open up something else within you? Uh huh. That's something deep. I really. I mean, because I always went to church since I was little, but I think I fought against it because I didn't like anybody in my church. Like, I was it the people it. of the church or I, just the, people, the atmosphere the people. overall? Okay, that's, they didn't like me. I didn't like them. That's relatable, honestly, because I don't know if I talked to you about to you to you about this or somebody else. But like Kanye, you know how he been doing his Sunday services. Mm-hmm. He said that all of his kids now like church, but it was different because when he was a kid, you saw a church as like a lecture or it was like negative. That's what it was, and then it's like. I'm, I've always been the kid to um, speak my mind. Mm-hmm. My parents always let me like. Argue, not argue back, but like say things back. As long as I was making valid points, I could defend myself. Oh, okay. And so when I went to church, there was more so like a kid. What is that? A kid should be seen and not heard type a thing. A kid should be seen and not heard. You got to stay in this child's place. Yeah, no, I wasn't into that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear me. So. You're going to feel me. So that was, they didn't, they didn't like that. I remember this lady told me one day, which pissed me off, but she told me she was like, I was, I was dancing, I guess, and I was dancing too much for her. How you go? I'm at. The praise dance practice and I'm dancing too much. Pipe down. But anyway. Yeah, that don't even that's me, if anything, you need to wild out there, wild out for Jesus. She told me, if your grandma don't hit you, I will. I looked at that girl like she was crazy and I just stormed <laughs> out because I had to remember like that's not my mama. Right. And the stuff I would probably say to my moms, I can't say to her. Mm-hmm. And I stormed out because if my grandma's not about to touch me, what makes you, you think, think that you're about, you're about to, do about that. to touch me? Yeah. Please, I wish. I wish. And do you know who my grandmother <laughs> with is? Shoes. Y'all be fighting in this church. <laughs> touch me. But oh goodness, <laughs> throw the bones in the in the church in the sanctuary. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. We lift our hands. Literally lift the hands. <laughs> but no, and they also didn't like um when I when we was with the kids were singing in the choir. They didn't like me moving and clapping too much i guess they wanted me to stand there they just seemed like they they just did not like self-expression yeah they didn't (laughs) so anyway um i didn't like my church but when i uh so i I was against it and i didn't go back for uh, quite some time and then i went to transformation church well i didn't go to transformation transformation you was there in spirit i was there in spirit yeah because it's in oklahoma but when i started watching it um he was younger he's like 32 i think who Pastor Todd? Pastor Todd? Yeah, he is thirty. So he's young, and so he's very relatable, and he's very like mm-hmm. interesting to watch. And that prompted me to go and find a church home here, so I can be in the spirit of the Lord, right? The presence of the Lord. Anyway, but so um so yeah, that's one of the positives in twenty nineteen. I did grow closer to God. Um, I like my new church home. I don't know if I would call it a church home. I'm still actively seeking a one, but I do go to this one quite often, and I really enjoy it mm-hmm. so, yeah so that and that also helped me through my 
depression because I'm happier now. I'm in such a better headspace. I, I wish. You already know how I am about praying in my place with God. But I wish I had a spiritual journey. Like, I, I admire that. I admire how you stood ten toes down for Jesus. For Jesus. Every day. <laughs> Even as a be over, I'd be like, look, I got to watch church. <laughs> I got to the point. I literally was like, I might as well just watch it with her because we got nothing else to do. Oh my gosh. Summer is blazing hot, bro. We got your apartment. Listen to um to Jesus. Look, and then we went through this whole phase where it was like, we need us a man of God. I swear, you couldn't tell me nothing in July. I was, we was the celibate crew. Celibate. <laughs> and literally had a whole group chat with celibate crew. And I swear on everything. I said I was going to have a man of God. And hint, hint. Thing. I'm just gonna say he's been moving in my life. You speak things into existence, but um, yeah, I didn't have a spiritual journey. Um, I I want I would say at the beginning of the year it was really hard for me, and that would really made me try to like. I know this messed up, but you like just it be in them situations where something bad happened and it take you to be like really sit down and evaluate your um, relationship with God. When my best friend died. Like, I just was like, God, come on now. But, huh? Did that, like, separate you from... It didn't separate me from God, because I've been through a lot. So, it didn't separate me, but it just made me, like... Like, my best friend, he had had cancer. So, he had already beat cancer. So, for him to beat cancer, and then for someone to, like, rob him and then murder him, that was a lot, because it's like, you beat life. Like, you you beat death to have life only for someone to take it away from you. So, it, it wasn't... It just was, like, me sitting with God, like... I didn't know how to, I really didn't know how to move forward because that was someone, he was the longest friend I ever had. So I didn't know how to move forward with life without him. And the only person I could think to go to was God because I mean, I'm thinking, my, look, my best friend up there with him. So can you send a message, a memo? Can I see him in a dream? Can you send me, can you send me a, um, just some sign that like, I don't know. I just really was having to seek like God for just to get through mourning because I don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with death. So that was my first time dealing with death. And especially something so close to home. And just for me, like, I didn't think he was dead. Like, yeah. I know, like, it's, it even seeing him in that cast, and I'm like, bro, he ain't dead. Bro, you text and text him, like, wake up, please. That was up. me. I didn't even go out the other day. I had a voice memo that I sent him on New Year's <laughs> Eve. I sent him, like, bro, this ain't real. Wake up. I know you're playing. Stop playing. I used to say, mm-hmm. I used to say all the time, I just wish you'd come back to life. It's like, I couldn't acknowledge that, but I just couldn't accept that he was really dead, if that makes sense. You're approaching the, uh, the year anniversary. Yeah. You. Yep. So um, in three days, actually, it will be the year anniversary of my best friend, um, Duff. And I honestly, the type of relationship that I had with him, he was such a goofy person. And like such as like he just had like a positive insight on everything. So he wouldn't want to have seen me like holding on to him. And he would have been just like, bro, move on with your life. Like, I'm still here. And he, like literally one of I feel like. Sometimes the final words people say to you be like something that really changed your life, but you don't realize it. Because the last thing he said to me is just like, bro, I don't care what you like have going on in your life. I'm always going to be here for you. And like that was so random for him to say. And at the time, I'm like, what you saying this for? But now it makes sense. Like, why are you saying that? Right. So that was bad for me. And then I had, oh, God. Because that carried, that was in 2018. That carried on to 2019. It was literally, so from, he died two days before Christmas, and then his funeral wasn't until the beginning of the year. So 
It was a lot because they were trying to investigate and, you know, with his body and stuff. But it happened literally first out, out the crack of the New Year. Out first. the gate. <laughs> like, bam. I was Problems. At, I was at a funeral and I'm like, that's that's wild. But that was something negative that I felt like I was able to get out of it just because of the fact that I felt like my best friend made such an impact with his life and that's really all that mattered like it ain't nothing I could do about it I can't bring him back to life I'm not Frankenstein if I did I would want him to come back the exact same I don't need him to have a lot of spirit in him but yeah and another big like highlight of my 2019 was my situation <laughs> I could I talk about it situationships I hate that word a situationship is a relationship with no title it's like the talking stage with ultimatums, expectations, and lacking like the casualty of it. Situa- in this situation, should be like heartbreaks. Like it's like you were in a relationship. I feel like those are worse than relationship Hell breakups, yeah, bro. Like because it's not you were so close and you put so much into something that wasn't it at all. Like you know what I'm saying? It wasn't the real thing. It's like an off-brand relationship. I, we had great value. I had a great value relationship <laughs> for two years. Well, yeah, two years I went through that. And it was a lot because of the fact that, like, I ain't seek that man out. He seeked me out. He hit up Janice. <laughs> he seeked me out. But I wasn't looking for nothing. And it's, for me not looking for anything, it turned into something so big and so, like, impactful and something that really took my breath away. And that was the first time I really, like, love someone on my own like all of my other situations i feel like i had to like grow into loving them mm-hmm. but this was like love at it was truly a love at first sight situation didn't even have like that amount of time where it just happened so fast where i really didn't even get to know him enough and i spent those two years trying to get to know him and just trying to i guess i really i had to come to terms with the fact that what it was was what it was going to be you know so i was just like bro i'm gonna just move on from that because it wasn't and one of my friends shout out to Vic. Vic said to me, he was like, bro, I feel like he was trying to hold you down so that nobody else could have you. And it made sense because in our off stances, he'll always be like, bro, I know you got somebody on your lawn. And if I, I do. Know. And it was like, but you not trying to change that. So what difference do it make? You feel me? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm out of that. Yeah, good riddance. Had to go. Good riddance. A real knee slapper. Had me already looking like a clown. A fool. <laughs> a clown. But, yeah, what is, like, any, do you have anything that you feel like had an impact on you and now you're looking back on it and you like, I'm so glad I'm out of that? A friendship. Speak on it. It wasn't, it wasn't a relationship. It was a friendship. The fact um, that me and these got the same. <laughs> it's the same friend. <laughs> it's the same friend. But, no. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> It was a friendship that caused me to look and say that I'm glad I'm not in it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to hold you up. I probably did have some wrong in that friendship. I could have been a better friend. But I feel like communication could have been better on my friend's end. Yeah. Which we could have worked through, but it didn't. Um, and what really hurt the most is, like, when she did... It hurt when she did say why she didn't want to be my friend anymore, finally. Right. It hurt the most is because she threw a situation mm-hmm. in my face that I would cry to her about. But it was something that you you felt you I felt thought, you felt you could be vulnerable with her and say that, and then she threw it up in your face. And she threw it back in my right. face. And that really 
hurt the most is because like I was crying in front of you for months mm-hmm. and for you to only just be like and obviously you don't but it was love yourself like mm-mm. it was insensitive to the fact that this was like a, that was like you mentioned earlier this was a new feeling for you this was a new like depression you had never been in this dark of a space yeah. so with the knowing that like that's anybody if I know this is their first time going through something I'm not about to hound you or bully you or belittle you for that because you don't know anything else I don't know better like this is my first time ever experiencing something like this and honestly she didn't have to even say that she could have just left that part out but she was trying to hurt me and so that just it just taught me like don't tell everybody everything Um, Mm -hmm. watch who you tell stuff to I saw a tweet that said um if you tell more than two people, you're not looking for help. You're looking for, for attention. attention. Yeah. And that was true because I, I think I was just telling people because I want them to feel sorry for me. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look, I'm going through something for the first time. And you want to sorry for me. Yeah, you want that me. sympathy. Yeah. And it's like, now that I look back on it, it's just like, why did I do that? Did you did you feel like you even got the sympathy? that Not the sympathy, but like the hope that you needed from doing that. No. It mm-hmm. just created more problems because mm-hmm. then it put me in... Then it put me in defense mode. Mm-hmm. Like I was always defense, trying to defend me, the situation. Right? Why am I still doing it? And it's or like, like give an explanation like, to yeah. your life, like, and it's your or life. having to lie about, yeah. oh, having to lie about it. Like I'm walking around on eggshells um, with my life because my friends are going to say something. Like it just taught me to shut up. If I was <laughs> in 2019, it's to shut up. I have sisters for a reason. I'm gonna tell my two mm-hmm. sisters and one friend. But other than that, yeah. Mm-mm. I get that. But I mean, honestly, think about it, Nice. If you would have never went through that, you wouldn't know that you couldn't tell everybody, like, everything. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't have been able to weed out what friends need to be in your life and what you want to do. Even though they they remove themselves, but still, you, you wouldn't have even been in those predicaments. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I, I... I mean, it was necessary. Yeah, for sure. Every, every, it was very necessary, you know. I'm glad I went through that situation. It gave me a new perspective on life. It mm-hmm. weeded out people that didn't need to be in my life. And same, it let same. me see things in a new way. But it didn't have to be that hard, though. Yeah. Like, for the first one, it got to be that hard. What's that saying? God not going to put you in nothing that you can't, like, handle. But, yeah, you needed it because of the fact that you was, like... In a space where, oh, I got all these, this is what you, this is what you be like, I got every different best friend group. I got, like, <laughs> five different best friends. Like, I'm cool with everybody. The streets love me. I did. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to this group. Oh, no, I'm with this group today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, now it's just me, myself, and I. I'm going through a separation period. I'm like, you yourself and who? And it's me right here? <laughs> you yourself who in essence? Bet it up. Because <laughs> No, but I went through a situ- I went through a separation period where mm-hmm. I'm like, and I'm probably still going through my separation period. I don't go out much. Um, I don't talk to many people. Really, Essence like- call me all the time. You be calling me back, so don't be over here. I call it back, but Essence call like if I have not if I have not talked to you, if my friends are listening and I have not talked to you in a long time, and you think like I'm pushing you aside for Essence, just know that Essence just call me all the time. Yeah, if you call me all the time, I'm gonna answer. But I feel like I got spidey senses, bro. Like I be knowing stuff. Like I call and then it be something, and I be like, see, I should. I'm. This is why I called. I'm so glad. But yeah, I lost friends too. <laughs> that friend that niece was just talking about. We had to say friend. Lost. Well, I. I don't really consider stuff a loss. I mean, it was, but it's like I made both of them situations and friendships. I made the decision that this friendship isn't benefiting me. This friendship is not contributing to my growth or my like my spirituality, and it's toxic, so it needs to go. And like my first like friendship that I lost, 
that was a friend that was around for years. What she did was totally unexpected. And that hurt me. Like, that felt like a breakup. You want to talk about a situation just like a breakup. That felt like a breakup. Because I was crying to the guy. I was a situation. I went to sleep crying that night over my, like, friends. So that really hurt me. It hurt me, too. Because I'm friends with both of them. I'm like, <laughs> are you sure you don't want to be her friend still? Yeah. Like, we can all be in this together. It was one of the decisions that I did not want to make. But I knew that I had to. And with the knowing, like, I knew her before everybody did. <laughs> like that's a good thing I knew her before like all I knew her before she even knew herself she knew me before I even knew myself like we'd spent a lot of growing in our friendship so for me I felt like now that you in this new stage of your like life this growth or whatever the case that don't mean you just start like sabotaging your friendships you keep it real and you stay loyal to who you've been with from the jump I've been with you shooting the gym we still gonna be shooting the gym to the end and that's how it was supposed to be but it wasn't and I've I've I feel like I tried to handle the situation to the best of my ability because I was still trying to, like, deal with my emotions and, Mm -hmm. like, cope with what happened to me as well as, like, like, ended out as respectfully as I could have because I didn't want to come off as disrespectful. And we talked about that, like, how you don't want to end something on, like... A bad note. A bad note. And I was really trying for that. But don't come to me talking about, oh, yeah, I don't appreciate how you black me on Instagram. Like, Instagram can die tomorrow. And I would die on a hill with you if you my friend. I would die on a hill for you. So, yeah. Um, that was a... Both of those friendships I ended because I just... You just get to a point where you just start seeing people true colors. And you just got to really, like, put yourself first, bro. Hence this podcast and autonomy. You putting you first. You living on your own terms. All 2020. 2020 and beyond. Work on putting yourself first. To infinity and beyond. You need to really put yourself first because people will really have you out here and try to dog you or try to just take advantage. Or because you they friend, they think, oh, this is my friend, so that's why I could do it. Because if nobody not go say anything to me, they not. Yeah. And we got to get out of that. If you got a friend and she ain't whatever. Cut it. Cut, cut it. it. Or not don't cut it. Say something. We on, we on better things now. We're healthy. Communicate whatever is going on at that doesn't change after that you snip snip you snip snip i guess sick of it. She'll be like, Girl, I guess we could be the bigger person but we're adults now <laughs> so yeah cut it i um that's that's what is, what was that about friends i also um which is like my relationships bro my coin my money was I ain't never, I feel like I ain't never been so broke and that like rich at the, t- in the same year. I was broke every, I had like the <laughs> highest peak and then I had the lowest peak. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that? No, I, no. 20, um, 2019 really humbled me. And I talked about this in a blog post. Y'all, I'm starting a blog in 2020 and I have like a few blog posts, um, yeah, y'all gotta be on the already written, but yeah, be on the lookout for my blog. Anyway. Shameless plug. <laughs> But I, I wrote a blog about how 20, 2019 humbled me. Like, y'all, yeah. I'm really spoiled. I'm my father's youngest child. I'm my mother's only child. Mm-hmm. So I'm extremely spoiled. Anything Janice wants, Janice is going to get it. I don't like being told no. What What is a no? Right. And um, we just went through a lot of things where it was like, no, you can't get this. Or like, yeah, like you at a no. different level of your life. Where yeah. it's like you, we've been doing that to, for and you I'm for like, years. What, yeah. what do you mean, no? But it humbled <laughs> me. Um, honestly, I think I'm glad it humbled me because I was reckless with money. Yeah. So now I was like, I know the value of saving instead and you of like to have some money always, management. Yeah, always spending. Um, 
it made me actually want to go out and work because I'm the type of person that's like, you should just give this to me because I'm me. And right. it's like, no, like, let me see your worth ethic. Like, did you earn it? Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't just get this because you think that you deserve it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm very grateful. My money management was like, okay, so for... When I was in college and school, everybody know, like, you get, like, what do we get, like, three weeks of winter break? Is it three weeks? Mm. You get them weeks of winter break, and I didn't work. Like, I went back to Vegas, because that's where my family is. And I went there. I was, we was having time of our lives. We, we did was, go to Vegas. We was in boobs and having games. I ball. called it the revenge tour. Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the revenge tour. I was, I was <laughs> got revenge. I forgot Looking about for that. Yes, Nisa was on her. She had this iridescent dress on. She was wearing stuff she was never, would never wear in a city. <laughs> I would never. But, I was acting out. Part Literally. of being hurt, you do stuff out of... Yeah. I cut mm-hmm. my hair off. <laughs> I went bald when I got hurt. Don't be on that. Don't be on the Britney Spears tip. <laughs> but, yeah, I... um. So I didn't get a check. So pretty much all of January, I didn't, I was broke. I did not get one check. So I was dipping into my savings to pay rent and me being like, yeah, I'm, I consider myself mature, but I still be on some young stuff. And what did I do? I decided to go to Rolling Wild. I'm like, oh, I ain't got no check this month. Rolling Wild it is. <laughs> and use my, I use. The, the thing with Rolling Loud though is like because you get the, um, the payment plan. So it's like, oh, it looks good. We can do it on the payment plan. Yo, hitting me because it was like, we had to think we had to buy our airbnb we had to look into that we also had to buy flights luckily my dad bought my flight thank you lord dad will be listening thank you but <laughs> i had to like i still had to do my regular stuff i had to pay for groceries i still had to make sure i had toiletries rent lights like laundry detergent, just little things and that i didn't consider so for me I should never been trying to go to Rolling Loud, but I wanted to go to Rolling Loud, and I was, I'm one of them people, I'm like, if I'm going to Rolling Loud, everybody going to Rolling Loud. I'm bringing the whole hood out. So, niece went. And I hated it. Girl, you went for one person. She told everybody, I would have swept for Kevin Gates. I literally put a, uh, had an Instagram picture, and my caption was, I, I only came for Kevin Gates. And literally. he put on a good show. And so. it's a three-day, if you're not familiar with Rolling Loud, Miami, three-day festival, what over like how many over a hundred artists at least okay well the, i did want to see some people the first day but we had to go home and we can talk about it we could talk, about, talk it. about it are you coming <laughs> are you coming for me I to am, talk about it because i missed the people the first day because i had to take care of you okay so like i said despite me being as mature as i am i'll be on some wild stuff like first day rolling wild we get there we got there on a thursday um the festival went to friday um, but Friday morning, we had brunch, we was chilling in the sun, living our best lives, and we was drinking mimosas and eating breakfast. So we had, like, waffles and stuff. Was that the first day? That was Friday. What time did we go to Rolling Loud? We went to Rolling Loud late, because the doors didn't open until 3. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Or was it there? Whatever. I, was, I wasn't I was there, but... <laughs> she did. Yeah, so... Okay, everybody's so bitter about this. But anyway, first day, first day of Rolling Loud, we decided we needed to pregame other than the mimosas. So we went to go get a bottle of Tito's. Why did we get Tito's? I don't know. Who made that decision? I never thought to get Tito's because I wasn't drinking that before. Was I? I feel like that's an old person. My mama drinks Tito's. Yeah, but who, like, if anything, who, like, yeah, bro, Tito. And we all agreed. <laughs> it was stupid. So stupid, bro. Was it cheap? 
I don't, I didn't go in, did I go in? I did go in and buy it. But I think, like, we collectively before decided what we wanted before we went in there. I don't know. Did we have a chaser? Yeah, we had orange juice, which I'm about to get on. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I had, like, I had this Tito's. And since we had to get two Ubers, because how many was it? It was eight or nine of us. I think it was eight. It was eight. Okay, she count on her fingers. And she act like y'all can hear that. (laughs) I think it was was like seven. Seven? Me. You. Itself. Jayla. Jayla. Nate. Nate. Jay. Liddell. Liddell. Seven. Okay, so it was seven of us, and we got this Tito to have to split up the Uber. So, like, half of us was in Walmart trying to get water bottles, which I should have been in. And, okay. I was there. Great. You want a cookie? <laughs> so, I was getting the Tito's, I think, with deal. So, went to get the Tito's, and then we like, all right, let's start drinking it. So, we so ghetto, bro, outside in this, like, sh- strip club. Not no strip club, the strip mall, like, just taking shots of Tito's <laughs> and drinking orange juice. <laughs> We had a carton of orange juice and a big bottle of Tito's just drinking it on the side of the street. Now, you know people be holding. They put their liquor in um, brown paper bags. We could have at least did that. We did not care, bro. We were just out here. It was so hot. It was like we were just trying to get drunk real 80 quick. degrees. And we was because somebody was going to have to like hold the liquor and we was going to split Uber. So that's what ended up happening. And who was that? Somebody it was me. I held the um, Tito's. I didn't drink it that whole way there because I just didn't. Like, I could have. Didn't even think about it. Get to Rolling Loud. We outside. We just. So it's like, as soon as we looked up, and we just take a shot. I don't know me and Liddell was going shot for shot for sure. They were drunk. To sum this all up. I'm going to tell my story. Yeah. So we, I pretty much was drinking a lot of Tito's that morning. While we were waiting in line, hadn't even got in there yet. We was waiting out there for a good little bit. Started to get hot. And what did I do? I got so excited to run in when doors open. And I ran in dehydrated. My goofy self had a bottle of water that I poured out and gave to the plants because I said the world is ending in 13 years. (laughs) And 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 I passed out when I got in real life. Like, real life passed out on the dirt road ground. And what ended up happening was I had to go to an emergency tent. Went to an emergency tent because I was dehydrated. And then, like, after throwing up and all of this extra stuff, they started putting this IV in me. Because the IV was supposed to, like, you know, bring back to life when you dehydrated. Not. I was talking to them, like, yeah, we about to go out there and have a blast, blah, blah, blah. Everybody was mayhem. They like, I don't care. You can get $100 off the ATM. She need a Gatorade. Like, people was on tip. And I'm talking to them, like, we about to go out there. And they like, you good? I'm like, I'm just so hot, bro, but I'm good. Next thing you know. Passed out again. Beep, beep, beep. It was like that. If they had a monitor up to me, bro, it was a flat line. <laughs> really? Because, like, we talking, we laughing, and all of a sudden, she's just, like, dead. And I'm looking at the um, the little ambulance people like excuse me look she's not alive anymore like she's dead wake my friend up mm-hmm. nate over there like turning his back about the cry nate was really so bro he wanted to be here but yeah everybody was like crazy and what ended up happening was they was asking me that i want to go to the hospital but i was not trying to go to the hospital because then my that would have got back to my family so i was like look i'm gonna just go home and janice and Issa went home with me and shout out to the them you could have stayed I, I had wanted to protect my friend. I had it. So. I wasn't gonna let her just go with you. 
I wasn't close with Issa back then. Like, we were close, but we wasn't as close. Oh, that's... Okay. That was, like, my friend, for real. Because yeah. I feel like I had just reintroduced... I had just introduced her. Like, that yeah. was our first time all hanging out together. But, yeah. So, we went back to the hotel and... That I just slept the whole day away because, oh, and they had to put them sticky heart things on me because they couldn't, they had to find my pulse, like my heart rate because I was really dead. But yeah, that's what happened. Niece, does it, is, do you have any other question, comments, or concerns about that since she was so passionate? No, but it made me miss, it was a couple people I missed that day because of it. I just know I the baby know was the one. Yeah, I think low-key Juice World was that day. That's why I was really upset. Oh, R.I.P. Because I wanted to go see Juice World. But, yeah, possible death at Rolo. almost died. <laughs> Trying to have fun. And that was... Imagine that story. Coming what? home. Where's Essence? Dead. <laughs> How you'll tell that? Yeah, that's something else. But overall... 2019 was situationships it was um i was broke and then up i was like i had some financial aid issues too but luckily financial aid issues issues, yeah because like i had they do this random check thing where they want you to send forms um yeah i was broke for rolling out too because obviously had to pay for that and just living living out of my means (laughs) um but yeah i just learned money management I learned everyone isn't your friend. I learned to get out of my shell. I learned how to make the most out of an interview, too, because I've been interviewing a lot. Like, I've probably been interviewing since the summer. And I learned how to network. And just where I am now is just overall trying to get a get a full-time job and just, I guess, have this work-life balance outside of college. Yeah. So that's, that's that. What's your New Year's resolution? My New Year's resolution would be to money management. Like, I'm used to making a certain amount of money because I was working, like, a lot of hours a week or just working all year round. And now, I'm like, I'm jobless right now. So, yeah, money management. Um, work. Like I said, having that work and life balance outside of college, it was a difference when I had something to rely on, like a job. And I'm going to classes and I'm going home. Like, I had a routine. Now I'm like, well, luckily, with the grace of God, I've been booked and busy this week. But what happened when I'm not? Like, That's where my depression settled in. Because it was like org meetings, mm-hmm. class, work. And then I had intern for the Pistons, like, last year, too. So I was always mm-hmm. back and forth. from. I was always busy. Like, got to go to Lansing. Got to go to Detroit. Right. Like, I was just doing so much. And then I just finally sat down. It was like, wow. This is it. Yeah. What do I do? I haven't, like, I have had, it's usually be at night, but then by then I'd be tired. So it's like, I just go to sleep. But um, also another New Year's resolution is just having discernment in regards to my friends and determining who really, like, got my best interests, who go treat me the way I want to be treated and not just put their feelings before. Like, I get sometimes you got to put yourself, but, like, don't put yourself first and then, like, strain your other relationships with people that care about you. So that's a big thing for me. Is that, what what is your New Year's resolution or what did you learn overall? My New Year's resolution is to start now. I'm a big procrastinator. Y'all see that, um, you remember seeing that tweet that was like, remember that thing that, oh, that thing that you waited six months to do took 12 minutes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That two minutes. Yeah, like two minutes. And that's really me. Like, I'm a big procrastinator. So my whole thing is just to start now. Um, especially like, Lily with my blog and getting my blog out there. Mm -hmm. I've been sitting on it since like November, actually. She go, it's, don't, I already told you this. Don't try to rush putting stuff out because then it's not going to be as great as you want it to be. Yeah. So, 
She, you're, you're reclaiming your time. You're fine. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, so I've been sitting on it for a couple months. So I just want to get that out there, get that out the way. Um, set boundaries. I don't yeah. set boundaries a lot. Um, I kind of, I'm always doing what makes other people happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm never doing what makes me happy. And I just want to focus on myself for a minute. Right. Like, I want to focus on myself, put me first. Stop trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to think about how others might feel if I do something. Because I'm always thinking about what others will feel if I do something and I don't think about how I will feel. Right. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm just tired of not thinking about myself. And putting like, you first, yeah. yeah. I deserve to be happy and I want to be happy all 2020. I'm tired and of beyond. Because you 20, we 2020 and beyond. We ain't just okay. all 2020 and beyond. <laughs> I want to be happy. Yes. And what else? Um, I'm so proud of you. Proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I really have, me and Niece, like, we probably really got close um, our junior year. Yeah. So um, just seeing her grow, just seeing her progress to us be here now. I wasn't that close with Niece. I would never imagine I would be doing a podcast with her. We wasn't close. Yeah. It's funny because I remember... um, a video that we took sophomore year. I think I sent it to you. And it was like, that's my bestie, go best friend. Oh, yeah. And I was like, we wasn't even friends like that. And then, I remember like, giving me foreshadowing. <laughs> you low-key posted, um, you posted that. And then you had like a boomerang of us. And we was like all blowing kisses. Do you remember that? It was at that Michigan tailgate. Yeah, that's so it was funny. sophomore year. That was a time. But yeah, I am proud of you. I am proud to see like your progress. And we'll... I'm here with you every step of the way for your growth. And I'm spiritually there for everybody listening to this podcast. Like, whatever your journey is or how long it's ever going to take you, everybody experience things on their own path. So just shout out to you. Keep doing the work that you're doing. And hence to this podcast, be be cynical. (laughs) Live life on your own Live life for you. And if you ever want any clarity or some perspective on what you're doing, then make sure you email us at cynic.autonomy at gmail.com. That's our tail mail. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Cynic Autonomy. You can follow me at E-S-S-dot-I-E-E. So S-E on Instagram and Janice. Janice, J-A-N-I-S-E, Packnet, P-A-C-K-N-E-T on Instagram. Yeah. And don't follow me on Twitter because you don't want to see that content. Girl, ain't your Twitter private anyway? Not anymore. Oh, okay. I thought it was, but she don't even be on there. I sent her, bro, yesterday, I had to literally, I'm like, niece, I sent you like 12 tweets in the past, and I didn't even notice that I sent that much, and she had to literally go back and just reflect. Like, okay, no. because honestly, like, I have been working a lot now, mm-hmm. so I work in retail, y'all. That's a story <laughs> for another day. I don't really want to work in retail, but you know, you have to make some stuff shake and move. And at least I you don't work wanna... at a, a nice, like, retail store. Yeah. And since I don't want to get a full-time job yet, we're just going to settle for that. Yeah. So I work in retail, so I've been working that. And I have, like, the Pistons games at night. Mm-hmm. And then I, I help Josh on the side if I'm not doing the Pistons game. So it's just, I've been busy. Booked and busy. I haven't been booked, but <laughs> I yeah. just felt like that sounded good to say. I've been... um I've been booked in busy with these interviews and arguing with people on Instagram about um, my skin tone. Yes. <laughs> so I this like next few weeks, I've really going to take some time to just 
to probably not do nothing just because I've been so busy and everybody keep like warning me like yeah you need to because once you become a dog that's what like, they kept saying and I kept telling people like at the um, Pistons game I kept telling my my coworkers I was like um oh, I'm I'm just not doing anything I sleep until like 2 p.m. every day blah, blah, blah. and they were mm-hmm. like enjoy that time because you're never gonna get that amount of time back where you could just sleep and rest. And then now, since I've been working a lot, it's like, dang, I miss that time. I miss waking up at two. Yeah, I don't, I, bro. Did I tell you this? I still be waking up early. I wake up like, well, I told y'all these past two days, I've been waking up at five randomly. But throughout the week, I wake up at eight thirty on my own. I always set an alarm and I always wake up before it. And I just don't know why. Like, well, I used to work open days and I used to get up at five, but eight thirty was. I wasn't waking up until eight thirty, so that's that's that. Um, What's the random um, random thoughts for it? today? Uh, honestly, I w- oh yeah, I was thinking about this. So you know how it's winter, and you know how birds migrate. Is it all birds? Does all birds migrate? And why does it take them so long to migrate? Why do they need to migrate? Are they going to freeze in the sky because squirrels stay here? Obviously. Not because squirrels stay here. Do birds hibernate? Birds <laughs> I'm they go down south and live their best life. I know the only eight that I see is them migrating, not hibernating. But I was curious about birds? that. I do be still seeing birds, but that's why I'm curious as to is it a specific species? Like, is pigeons the bougie ones that's like we out of here, or is it all birds? Like, why? And what is the purpose of migrating? Like, are they going to freeze if it's still birds still here? So yeah, curious about that. But that's my random thought. If you know about it, please let us know. Because <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't. Like, literally, I thought about that, like, on our way here. And I seen a bird. And I was like, why are they still here? It usually gives me, like, chills. I don't know. Like, it just gives me, like, chills when I see all the birds and they just take off and they just flying out one direction. You know how, yeah. like, they all be in this, like, Bro, big that old be, pack. That always like, happens on scary movies. So I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> are you about to go over a dead body? <laughs> But, yeah, I'm curious, like, is it certain birds that's supposed to migrate? And if so, what takes them so long? And what really is the purpose of migrating? Like, why can't they be like squirrels and stay I here? I want to Google that. Yeah, well, Google it. Let us know. I just thought about it because it's a random thought. We'll Google it. We'll put the answer on our Instagram. So you and follow us follow on Instagram. Us, and we'll put Essence picture where she died on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You thought that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I put it on there. I don't care because mask off. But yeah. Mask off. Peace out. Picture me rolling and styling and flowering and featuring me on show. <laughs> Are you really about to do this? Are we about to do what? Yeah, nigga be starting and bobbing and bobbing and about to start bleaching his clothes. I pull up and bring up. See what he's, he's telling, telling me. He, he doesn't, doesn't know. To, I look at him crazy. Tell me, like, lady, I know you can never condone this. True. So let me chill then. But you telling me how we build it? How do, can we build? A house? Is this like a um? If we sing that, do we get like copyrighted? No, it's just singing. <laughs> All right, bye, y'all. That's nice. That's nice for you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Cynic Autonomy Podcast. And you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cynic Autonomy.